All right. Hopefully this is working. I almost just forgot to turn on my microphone. Welcome back, horse girls and guys. Um, yeah, welcome back. What episode are we on? Eight, I think. Um, but yeah, glad to be back. Hope y'all had a good weekend. Happy Monday. Uh, this weekend definitely felt like a Monday for me, getting up. I've got my coffee here. If you hear me sipping on it, sorry. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, sorry. I look like a gross mess today, but it's just one of those days. Like one of those days I need a shower, but I don't feel like showering right now. It's like noon and it's just not going to happen right now. Are you guys a morning shower or, an, or a night shower type of person? Just out of curiosity, because I grew up um, always showering at night before bed. Like that was just part of like my daily life. I mean, not daily, but growing up, I always showered before bed and then just went to bed with wet hair. But now that I'm older, it seems like everybody showers in the morning, which is weird to me. I have no desire to ever shower in the morning, but that's just me. We're having coffee at noon today too, which is something I never do. But if you're in Iowa, you might know it's it's been a little chilly the last couple of days. I don't know if it's just the fall weather kicking in or if we just have a cold front coming through. I thought I saw on the news that it was just a cold front coming through and that next week's going to be hot again. But it's been chilly and it's kind of windy today. So the horses yesterday, like they were all just feeling the cool weather. I came out in the morning to feed. Um, and Hazel, my seven-year-old Mustang, was just out in her pen running around, bucking, having a great time. And I was just like, what are you doing? She's just running around, bucking and kicking. And, and like, occasionally I will catch her doing that. And it's just kind of funny to have a younger horse again because all of my mares are like in their later teens. So just having a young horse that will just entertain herself like that once in a while is just kind of funny. And it's, it's not something you see every day around here. We got old crotchety women in our pastures, but yeah. Um, and then the other horses, you know, sugar was kind of rearing around and stuff. And then today at work, I just got home from work a little bit ago, but the mare pasture was just chaos at work today. They were running all over the place, bucking and rearing at each other. And you can tell fall weather is coming because they were in a mood. So yeah, happy, cool weather, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I'm just one of those people that's never excited for fall. And like every time people put on Facebook, like, when is the cool weather going to get here? I'm just like, shut up. Shut up, Becky. I don't, I don't want the cold weather and you need to get off my newsfeed now. But honestly, in all honesty, I just, I don't mind fall at all. Actually, I kind of like fall. I really like the, you know, 70, 60 degree days. That's pretty nice. I, I, I do enjoy that. I only get saddened by fall because I'm a horse person and I know that it means that winter is coming, which is depressing in itself. Um, sorry, there's like hair and stuff on my microphone. But happy Monday. Hope you all had a good weekend. 
this weekend. Um, I would say I was pretty busy this weekend. On Saturday, I went over to my friend Brooke's house and there will be a vlog coming before this video. But we went over to her place and we did some trail riding. Um, actually, we went over there to do conditioning, like a conditioning ride she hosted for local distance riders and invited them over. They could camp overnight if they wanted to in their trailers or whatever. She had stalls. So she hosted like a, a conditioning ride weekend, but I just went Saturday and she's got a dirt road that is right along their property, which barely gets any traffic, except for Saturday. <laughs> All of the cars in the county decided they wanted to use that road today. Um, and then she's got, like, some wetlands. There's kind of, like, down the road a little bit, past, like, all of their bean fields and stuff. There's some wetlands that just, you can't farm them. They're too, it's like, kind of like marshes, where there's just some ponds and some trees and stuff and it's just like it's not farmable so they just leave it and we trail ride back there so she hosted a little conditioning ride and we went over there and I brought BB and I brought Luna so we went out and did like I don't even I don't even know how many miles we did like four to six miles um and then we came back and if you brought a second horse, then you could take out your second horse. So the second time I took Luna and we did another like six miles. So both horses did really well. Um, BB kept up fine. I know I've been telling you guys about how she's skinny and stuff, but really you guys like she's in great shape. She's, she kept up fine. She wasn't tired. She wasn't ornery. She like, she wasn't, you know, didn't act like she was sore or anything. She just kept right up and she was like happy to work and her normal self. So, um, yeah, so she did good. Luna also did good, um, for not being ridden very much this year. She has kind of just sat around, um, as my backup horse, which is fine. I think she enjoys that, but got her out just so she could be ridden. And overall she did fine. There was a couple times, like, when we first went out and first started trotting, she kind of swung her head down like she was going to, you know, rear or buck or whatever. But I think she was just doing it out of playfulness because Luna likes to do that sometimes. <laughs> um, when I tie them out in the yard every day to graze, she just, like, sometimes will just swing her head around and, and jump around like she's in a great mood or something I don't know and so I think that's all she was doing especially since she hasn't been ridden and all the horses were trotting I think she was just feeling all good and happy to be out but other than that she was fine her only thing which I talked about in the vlog was that she kept tripping on her back end like she did it the whole six miles like mostly just when we were trotting but she kept stumbling in her back legs and like her, her butt would just, like, go out from under me. Like, she stepped in a hole or something. But um, my friend Brooke was riding behind me, and I was like, does she look off back there or something? And Brooke's like, no, actually, she looks she looks really even. She looks fine. So I don't know why. She kept tripping. It was really annoying. I know her feet need done, but they're not, like, they're not that long. So I don't know. Let me know if your horse does that or 
what the reasoning for that would be. But yeah, that was Saturday. And then we came home. We got home like literally right as it was starting to sprinkle. Like it was sprinkling a little bit when we got home. And my hay was all outside, still in the back of my truck. So I like ran to get a tarp to cover my hay because I had just bought it. Um, and then got the girls out and stuff. And then it started to, to just pour. So I just put them away and then hung out in my feed shed for a while until the rain stopped because I was already soaking wet. So, so yeah. Otherwise, it was a good day on Saturday. Sunday, yesterday, I went to... Oh, shoot. Okay, we're going back to Saturday a second. I forgot I forgot to mention on Saturday, on our first ride when we went out, I was riding BB. Um, one of the girls that was riding with us fell off her horse. So she had brought her very green horse, um, had only had like four or five rides on her, but she said she was doing really good. And honestly, I wasn't even that worried about it. It was whatever. People bring their green horses all the time. And what better way to get them out and get them exposed than to just take them on a trail ride. There was only like five or six of us. So it wasn't a big, a huge ride or anything. But um, her horse was doing actually really good. The only reason she fell off is because like her horse had a bug or something on her. And so she shook, like did one of the whole body shakes, which like she wasn't expecting. So she like fell forward onto her neck, like to just balance to grab her neck, which spooked the horse. And then she kind of, she just fell off, which it, it was really scary, actually, because the horse actually fell on top of her. Not completely. She just kind of fell on, like, the bottom part of her leg because we were on that dirt slash gravel road. So she starts to fall off the horse and still has the reins. And I think she pulled and just threw the horse off balance. So the horse, like, like the gravel just went out from under her. And so she fell on top of the rider and just like thankfully just landed on like her knee to her calf or whatever didn't injure her or anything but she took a hard fall like right on her back onto the dirt road and um she said that was like falling on cement it was hard so um it honestly it wouldn't have been that big of a deal wouldn't have really been an issue but her horse did not want to be caught like once she fell off. We're all trying to like catch her horse and her horse will not, won't come near anybody that tries to reach a hand out. She's gone. She's, she didn't take off far. She kind of like would trot up a hundred feet or 200 feet and then come back because none of the horses were going with her. So she didn't try and go far. So we couldn't catch her. So we're like, well, let's just start walking and she'll just have to walk back with us. Um, and follow us. So we did that for a little bit. There was a tractor with a trailer and then a truck and trailer following it that had come past us. And she like, wasn't afraid of the traffic or anything. So she just kind of, the horse just got into the ditch. Um, and it was fine, but they were going like a half a mile up the road to get a load of round bales. So they load up the tractor trailer full of round bales and then come back down the same road. Now, this is like 
we're out in the county. Like this is Iowa in the country, right? Like every mile there's another gravel road. All the gravel roads connect. So we were like, really? Dude, like you couldn't have gone up the other way and came around. Like he passed us once. He knew we had a loose horse that everyone is trying to catch. Now you're going to come back the same way with a huge trailer load of Ron Bales. Thank you. So luckily he was polite. I mean, he came by very slowly and, you know, stopped when we had to get in front of him and was patient, which was nice. But um, the horse was more afraid of the tractor now that it was bigger, full of round bales. So it came by and she just started running the other way. So she starts running away from us. Um, and she gets down there. I don't know. She's 500 feet. She's down the road a little ways at an intersection. She gets like a rain, her reins over her ears and she gets her foot through it. So her foot is through her reins. She's got a bit in her mouth, but that actually was probably the best thing that could have happened because she was stuck. So every time she tried to move, she just flail her head around because like the reins were still attached. So after doing that for a couple minutes, we were all just down the road waiting as a group and thinking, you know, maybe she'll walk her way back here while she was stuck. So she just stopped and stood down there while the tractor and the trucks going by and whatever. So I'm on BB. And so I decide, you know, I'm just going to go down there with just BB and hopefully like just one of us, BB will comfort her and she won't try and run away. So me and BB, we walk down there, we get up to her and because this horse is now stuck, she's like, I don't know what to do. I'm just standing here. So I get off and I just walk up to her and I grab her reins and she doesn't try and walk away. She didn't try and run away from me at all. So I caught her thankfully. So her rider was able to get her and get back on and we could finish the ride. But, um, that rider did go home early. She didn't do the second ride because she said her hips were like starting to lock up already and was going to be really sore. So I told her sit on an ice pack tonight because you going to be sore. So, so that was eventful. It all would have been fine if the damn horse would have just come back and let us catch her. But it was a whole ordeal. Um, but yeah, so yesterday, Sunday, I went to um, the horse ranch that I volunteer at. I grew up at a little horse ranch in my ho hometown. They do like, they do a girl summer horse camp and then they do weekend trail rides. You've already heard me talk about this if you followed me for a while. I've I've gone out there and volunteered for years. So I don't go out near as much as I used to because just with my own horses and stuff and work today, like I don't go out there all the time, but I like to go out there like once a month or so and help out and volunteer and, and ride. But, um, went there yesterday. So that was a pretty good day. It was nice to go visit them. We did some riding. I took a group out and, and yeah, so so that was my weekend. 9-11 um, was yesterday as well. So 
I don't know what you guys have always done for 9-11. I like honestly growing up, we never really did a lot. I was I would have been a year old. Would would I have even been a year? I wasn't even a year. No, hold on. I would have been over a year. Almost two. Would have been almost two years old when 9-11 happened. Um and so like growing up in school and stuff, we never really did a lot for 9-11. Like we would, you know, watch the videos about it and stuff. And then we talk about it for a while. And then sometimes like in the morning, you know, at the same time as it like happened to that day, we would like sit in silence for a few minutes. But other than that, we just, it was literally a normal day at school. So I don't know what your guys' experience was. I know some people are very, um, obviously I think like the older you are, like the more serious it is, I guess, for you because you were probably there and remember it. I was not old enough to like remember it or know what I was doing that day or anything. So like it's, it's not irrelevant, but it's kind of, I guess you could say it's just kind of it's it's not that big of a deal for me in my life because I wasn't there really to experience it or I wasn't a part of society really when it was happening. Um, so it didn't impact my life that much. But I know like a lot of people posted on Facebook like they remember what they were doing that day and remember like going to Walmart and looking at the TV section because they had it on all the TVs and and stuff like that. So so yeah. Um, oh, and the queen died. I'm sure if if you are a human on this earth at all, you know that the queen um, died. She passed away. And I don't know what... I'm curious, does anybody know like what the actual verdict was? Because I did see on the news that morning... Um, when was it? Friday morning, maybe? Was it Friday? I don't remember. I remember watching the news in the morning and on the news, they had said that the the queen had went in for just a regular doctor's visit and they found something which was very serious. And so they called the whole family and the whole family like rushed to be with her, but they never said like what it was. And I don't think she had passed because like they didn't talk about her on the news passing at all they just were talking about her health scare so I don't know I I don't know what the details are but I was listening to a little bit of a podcast this morning while I was cleaning stalls called horses in the morning and they were talking a bit about the queen and like her impact on the horse world and what she did I guess she was a very involved horsewoman I'll be honest I don't know anything about the royal family. I really don't keep up with it um, or know anything about it. I'm not really a political person, but I obviously knew who the queen was and have seen. All, all I've seen on Facebook the last few days is pictures of her with horses. And, and on this podcast that I was listening to this morning, they talked a lot about like um, her history with horses and and her trainers and the people that, you know, bred her horses and stuff like that. So I guess she was very involved. So rest in peace to the queen and a good horsewoman 
Um, but other than that, not too much else going on for me. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about a message that I got this morning. I got a message from on Instagram from a gal that was watching my hoof trimming videos. Uh, my hoof, how I trim my horse's hoof video, my most recent one, the updated one um, that I uploaded probably a month, month and a half ago, did really well. I was really surprised that it did so well, but um, you guys seem to really like it. So I will try to do more videos like that if if that's what you guys like to watch. But um, yeah, so she she messaged me and she was I, she's a farrier's apprentice, I believe she said. Oh my gosh, I just realized that I didn't shut my air conditioner off. Ugh, I'm sorry, guys. You probably hear white noise in this video. I totally forgot to shut it off, but we're already 20 minutes in. So, um, so yeah, what was I saying? Oh yeah, she's a farrier apprentice, and so she was. She watched my video on me trimming Sugar's feet, and uh, thinks that Sugar ha might have laminitis. And honestly, I I will say that I don't know. I don't know if she has laminitis or not. Um, the thing with Sugar, and I know that her feet are odd. And honestly, I have always felt like her feet are weird. Like, they're not like the rest of my horses. They don't look like the rest of my horses. And, but I never really, like, knew. And I never had a farrier, like, point them out as abnormal. But I knew that they just, she didn't have very good feet. Now, Sugar's feet are very flat. Like, super flat. There is no like concaveness to her hoof. Like a normal healthy hoof, you know, it usually it concaves a little bit on, on the sole. And you have like kind of a bowl of like a bowl effect, you know. It's not just flat against the ground. Sugar's hooves are literally flat against the ground. Like her sole touches the ground and I cannot trim it back. Uh, I, I've tried and like I will I can only shave off her soul so much before I start to see live tissue and like like little pink and red spots like where I'm, I'm clearly gonna hit blood if I go too deep so I can't trim it back very far I do try to you know bring it back a little bit because her soles are so hard they are rock solid hard and I don't know if that's just because they've hardened because she's flat footed and her her soul's always in contact with ground. But I know that she has really weird feet. She's got very flat feet. And they remind me of like a duck. Like they look like duck's feet when she um, gets too long and they just like like they spread out um, flat. So I, I've been keeping her on a shorter trim cycle. And they, they look a lot better. Like they're very, they're tightening up a bit um, and they're not getting so flared out and long. But yeah, this girl commented or sent me a message today that she thinks Sugar might have laminitis because when I was underneath her foot doing that video, she said she could tell that her toe is very separated from her sole. And it is. And what's weird about her hooves is that if I, like, let her hooves get too long, and sometimes I do, I'll admit it, I'm not perfect, sometimes I let them get way too long. If I let them get really long, her toe will grow out so long, and, like, where her white line is, like, you know, that line that you can see where the overgrowth is on a horse's hoof, that white line 
will get this rubbery growth in it. And it's almost like the frog. It will get that rubbery, spongy tissue growing in that, like the white line where, where her toes start to grow out. And it's, it's like a frog. It's like spongy and rubbery. And, you know, I just trim it off like normal and it, you know, it just goes away. But, but if I let them get too long, it will grow like that. And I've never had another horse that it, that it does that. So I don't know if she has laminitis or not. I have a farrier that lives literally right next door to me. So sometime if she needs trimmed, I might have him come do her and just like get his opinion, see what he thinks. Cause he's been trimming for like 25 years. He's a very experienced farrier. Um, but it was an interesting idea. I've never really thought of it. Uh, I did for a while. There was a point in my life that I thought sugar was foundered. I don't think that she's foundered anymore. Um, but we first got soccer and sugar in 2007. And so 2007, I think. And we had them at a little acreage that my dad lived at and they were on dry lot. So they lived in dry lot for a few years and she was just a baby. She was only two or three years old. But when my dad got remarried, um, him and his wife bought the acreage that they live at now that my horses have been at for years. Um, my whole channel basically was where soccer and sugar lived. And when they first moved there, they didn't have any of the barns, none of the buildings or anything. My dad built all those. And the pasture was just one massive, like 25 acre pasture. It was huge. Well, my dad fenced in like 10 acres of it for horses, but it was just fenced in. That was it. There was no dry lot. There was no barn. It was just one big pasture. And that's where soccer and sugar just got turned out on. And I was like 10 at the time, you know, there's nothing I could do about it. And I wasn't, I didn't know, I didn't have a mentor or anything. Um, so soccer and sugar just got turned out on this massive pasture. And I don't really remember. I remember she, I feel like that's when she started having some lameness and not like bad lame lameness, like she never limped or anything, but I remember her, her getting more sensitive on the rocks because we lived on a gravel road and she was always really tiptoey and sensitive on the rocks. I feel like that's when her feet became more sensitive anyways. Um, and maybe that was just a result of her getting older and aging up, or it was a result of being on that massive pasture. They were so fat, like soccer and sugar were so fat for so many years, like obese fat. Um, because I was only a 10 year old kid and I couldn't like ride them and exercise them and stuff by myself. And I, I, I didn't know how to do any of that stuff with them. So they were just pets really. But, um, yeah, that's when I remember like her starting to be really a lot more sensitive and stuff like that. I, I don't think she ever foundered. Like if she foundered, I think I would have known because I would have, I would have known there was something wrong with her. And, um, my dad did have a really good friend that, um, mentored me when I was a little bit older and she, she knew horses. She had horses her whole life. So, 
I know she came out and saw them a few times, but I know if Sugar would have would have been foundered, she would have said something. And it was never like we never had to take her off the pasture or anything. So I don't think that she foundered. I don't think she's ever foundered and her feet don't look like foundered feet. So there's that. But not to say that she doesn't have laminitis. That I don't know. She has never been lame again. Um, or if she was ever lame. She's not lame. She really is just sensitive on the rocks. That's the only thing wrong with her. <laughs> she just tiptoes and is very careful and slow on rocks or hard surfaces. And part of that is because I, I think her feet are so flat. Like they're so flat that her entire soul meets the ground with every step. So anytime there's like one little rock or anything, it's like, bam, right on her feet. It's just like us walking on gravel barefoot. Like it hurts, right? Like you have to be careful and you tiptoe usually um, because our whole feet, our whole foot meets the ground. And I think that's how hers is. Like there is no space in there, like a normal hoof that concaves in a little bit. There's no space for those rocks or a rock to go anywhere. It's just bam, right on her foot. So she is very sensitive in that regard. But otherwise, she has no problems with her feet at all. Um, if we're on grass or dirt or anything, she she walks totally fine. She's never had any any other lameness concerns at all. So I don't know. Let me know what you guys think down below if you've had a horse with laminitis or have experience with it. I don't really. So I just, I don't really know. But yeah, I might have that farrier that lives next door look at it next time he comes around. Um, just a second. We're going to stop at 30 minutes. Okay. So next time I see that farrier, I might ask him if he wants to just come look at her feet and, and tell me what he thinks. But, but yeah, so I got that. Um, Hazel really needs her feet done. So I've been trying to work with Hazel on holding up her feet. <laughs> uh, she, she picks them up fine. It's just like holding them in the air. She gets a little ornery with uh, so we've been working on that. Really would like to get her feet done at some point soon, before winter anyways. And my dad is going to come tomorrow, actually. Speaking of winter, my dad is going to come this week because I started building a lean-to for my horses because I want them to have shelter before winter. So I started putting up this lean-to and I've got all of the, the telephone poles in the ground they're not cemented in. They're not, nothing. They're just in the ground in their holes. Well, my brother started texting me, asking me questions about it. And so he wanted to make sure that they are square enough before I, you know, cement them in the ground. Now, I'm not a builder by any means. I don't build things for fun or for a living, but I would say I have a very good foundation of kind of what needs to happen in order to make a structure sound and strong um, and kind of the different parts and pieces that need to be there. But I'm not, you know, experienced by any means. I have helped my dad. Like I helped my dad build those buildings on his property, you know, when he wanted my help or, or needed me to help. I've helped, um, 
him remodel things. And I've just, I've been around and done that type of stuff. I would consider myself pretty handy. But now that I live on my own and stuff, I don't really have anyone to help me do things. Like I have put up all of the fence on this property myself. If you guys watch the vlogs, you already know that like I've put up all this fence myself. I, I've, I've done all the stuff here. I've cut up all the trees. I've burned everything myself. I can do it myself, <laughs> but with building stuff, you know, I, I obviously I'm not an expert. So I text my dad, I text my brother and ask them questions. You know, how deep does this need to be? Are the poles deep enough? How far apart they need to be? Do I need a middle pole for support? And so my brother was like, you better just let me come up, make sure everything is squared off enough before you start cementing them in and putting the siding on and stuff. So I'm like, okay, fine. I live 45 minutes away from my brother. Do you know how hard it is for my brother to make time to drive up here? It's pretty difficult. So my dad was texting me um, this morning because he's got a bunch of sheet metal that he said I could have um, to put on the lean-to if I want it. And I was like, um, absolutely, because that's going to cost money and I don't have got a lot of money. A lot of money. So uh, he's going to come up in a couple days and look at it for me. And he's just going to, we're going to make sure it's square enough. But I would like to pour the cement into the holes for the telephone poles so that we can at least get them secured into the ground and then put on the bracing and stuff like that. So, so he's going to come then. <laughs> and hopefully I did an okay job. I think they're pretty straight. I mean, when I look, there's three along the back. It's 16 foot wide. So there's the two corners and then there's a post in the middle for that support. And when I look down them, I cannot see the other ones. I can see the one in front of me and I can't see the ones behind them. So I think they're pretty straight. And I think my corners are pretty dang close to 90 degrees. But yeah. Hopefully we'll have a shelter before winter. I also want to buy, if anybody has them, let me know. I have seen them before at some of the barns in the area, but I want to buy one of those shelter logic shelters. They're like portable ones. And the one that I want is a 12 foot. So it sits on top of gates, like the tube gates. So I bought three tube gates like way early this spring because I thought I was going to have one by now. But I bought them way early this spring. So I've got the tube gates. And then this shelter logic structure just goes on top of the tube gates and makes a roof on top of the gates. So you buy that. And then it's got the tarp roof and everything. And then you can buy the enclosure kit, which is like the tarp that goes around the outside of the gates and stuff to actually enclose it all in. So I want to buy one of those as well because I have two lots. So I'm going to have three horses in one lot, three horses in the other. So they'll both have like a lean to of sorts. And then my goats, my goats have a little hut there. It's not in their pen, but they have a little hut, even though I'm sure they won't use it because I bought it for them. So they won't use it. But other than that, I think, um, let's get to a comment of the day. So this comment, um, was left on my let's talk about foxtail video from Terry. People who own horses are way different than horse people. People who own horses are fun and nice. Horse people are nuts. <laughs> Great video. 
Um, so I just thought this was funny because this just like this reminds me of how do I put this nicely? I guess there really are people that own horses and then there are horse people. So I've met several in my life, people that have had horses 25 years ago or their grandparents had a horse when they were kids or their great aunt in Louisiana had a horse and they'd go there and ride it during the summer when they were kids or whatever, or like hung out at a horse barn a couple times in their life. And so they just know what they're talking about. Do you guys have these people in your life? Like I, man, I mean, I have some people in my life now that like were around horses when they were younger or like their parents, you know, were good with horses, um, raised horses or whatever, but they haven't, haven't, been around these horses since they were children and they're like now 60 years old. So they'll try and like give me advice or tell me what what's wrong with my horse. And I'm just like, you know, I just, I got it. I got it. Thank you for trying to help. I just don't need help. (laughs) And like, I don't, you just don't even know what to say. Like how, how do I not be rude about this and be like, please stop talking because I don't think you have any idea what you're talking about, but not be like, snobby, you know, because that's just how I think about it sometimes. Like my ex-boyfriend, we were out to eat one night and with his family and his stepdad asked me, he's like, why don't you breed your horses? And I said, uh, just because I don't have any desire to breed them and they're not really like horses to breed. I mean, they're nothing special. Like they're not bred nicely or anything because I had like Luna and Sugar at the time right love my girls but like they're not breeding material Luna you know they're all grade Luna you know she looks nice because she's saddlebred she she looks like a nicely bred saddlebred you can tell she's a saddlebred but like her legs are a little crooked and stuff like that and Sugar like don't even know what she is also a little pigeon toad in the back end. Like they're not horses to be bred. Like they don't need to be bred. And he's like, why don't you breed them? I mean, you could, you could have foals, you could sell them, you could make money. And, and yeah, I'm just like, oh my God, please stop talking. Like, I know that like it's out of innocence because he doesn't know, like he's not educated in horse breeding and what goes into it. But it's like, just do we have to talk about it? Because I don't want to have to sit here for 45 minutes and explain to you the things when clearly you already think you know what you're talking about. Ugh. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you guys have people like that? I also had a coworker um, a while ago, a couple years ago. Her parents had a horse, I guess. And, you know, she got talking to me one day and I'm just listening, you know, just nodding my head, following along. She's talking about barrel racing and stuff. And, um, you know, even though her and her sister already know how to do all that stuff, they already know how to barrel race. And so I was like, okay, (laughs) and just, you know, just kept listening, smiling and nodding and stuff. And, and I see her post a picture on Facebook of her and and this horse, I guess she was riding her parents' horse, which I don't think it gets ridden very often. It's kind of just a pet, but they got on, rode it one day. And yeah, it's just like, you see the picture and you're like, this girl don't ride. (laughs) She doesn't ride. Her heels are up. Um, 
you know, not a good seat. And like, I'm not like bashing her or anything. I mean, she's not a horse girl, but that's what I mean with this comment. Like there's people that own horses and then there's horse people. And you just don't know how to approach them. At least I don't. I don't know because I'm a horse person. I'm not just a person that owns horses. How do you converse with those that just own horses? Because a lot of the times they think that they know the stuff. They know how to train horses. They know how to break them out. They know how to how to vet them. And it's like, I don't know how to have a conversation with you. Like, I, I really don't. Without sounding like, what are you talking about? You know, but to each their own, uh, as long as the horses are happy and healthy, that's all that matters. Right. But that comment just was like, I saw that I was like, yep, you're right. There's people that own horses and there's horse people and horse people kind of nuts. Cause we end up with, you know, six, seven horses like myself and, uh, burn hay. So Anyways, I think that's all I have to talk about for you guys today. I hope you all are having a good September so far. Let me know how you're enjoying the cooler weather, if the cooler weather has even come to your area yet. Um, But other than that, I'm going to wrap this up and I hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you on Thursday for episode nine, I think. And I'll see you guys later. Bye.